0: And now, prepare your ear holes for penetration as we bring you another great podcast from the Poop Culture Extended Universe.
1: Oh, man. What? Oh, two pieces? How the hell am I supposed to clean all this up with two pieces? Oh, there has got to be a better way! does this ever happen to you now there's a better way with boss bidet boss bidet makes washing your rear easy effective and affordable without compromising any of the design their bidets are a modern luxury attachment unlike other companies aesthetics and appearance of their products are a priority and what I like about Boss Bidet is that quality and customer satisfaction is also a top standard. And they offer a 60-day guarantee and a lifetime warranty. So go check out the future of hygiene over at BossBidet.com. Group
2: culture. Yeah,
3: yeah, poop culture. Poop, poop,
2: poop, poop culture. Yeah, the poop culture. Poop, poop culture. Poop Yeah, yeah, poop culture. Poop, 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 poop culture. Yeah, it's the poop culture. Ah, yeah! Greetings, divas, dicks,
1: and dorks. Welcome back to the show that puts the dump in dumpster fire. The poop culture podcast. This week we are broadcasting live on Digital Delay from the 1990s Cyber Cafe to bring you another duel of the decades. I am Mark James and with us tonight is my partner in slime and teammate once again for tonight's duel, Mr. Rick Mancrush. And tonight we'll be putting our undefeated streak on the line against the retro stylings of Shaw Bag Six and his hired gun for the week. Introducing Joe Finley from the Miscast Commentary Podcast. Gentlemen. What is Welcome to the show. Hey-o! <laughs> I just wanted to do that.
2: You just wanted know. to throw that one in
1: there.
4: <laughs> I wanted to do it in the middle, but uh, I thought he'd get mad.
2: <laughs> he but. did it in one take. That Holy shit. Yeah, that was pretty yep. impressive. Pro skills right there. His right? balls dropped.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Told him it was going to happen at some point.
0: This time next year, Saturday Night Live.
4: Wait, what happens on Saturday Night Live? He's going to
0: be the new announcer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Featuring Tina Fey. <laughs> Chris
0: Parnell. <laughs> <laughs> I never announce current people. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Mike Myers. I don't even know who the
4: frig is on that show anymore. They still have people on that?
2: Remember Keenan from Keenan and Kel?
1: He's still
4: oh, on hey, that He's show. still on it? Yeah. He's, he's on that, been there yep.
2: Forever. yep. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take <laughs> your order?
1: <laughs> yeah, their last season was actually one of the best seasons they've had in the last 20 years. Yeah, it's pretty yeah.
2: sad. That's horribly sad.
0: Whenever anything really good political goes on, they end up...
2: Well, yeah, they did really yeah. well with the, poli- with the political, especially when they were having the guests on doing Trump. Those, yeah. those <laughs> ones were really funny, and Hillary's were pretty good, too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't look like they're going to end anytime soon. They got so much material to work with, and the whole cast is committed to keep writing
2: it. So tell me that somebody saw the uh, the fake Donald Trump tweet from today. No, no. happy International Women's Day. Send nudes. <laughs> 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 I was going to send it to that you guys, but I had to save it for tonight.
0: Oh, I love it. Are we sure that it was fake?
2: <laughs> it probably wasn't. <laughs> but who knows? Grab
0: her by the pussy. Go
2: Fifi. Grab her by the pussy. Send nudes.
0: (laughs) His would have been happy International Women's Day. You broads are the best dames in the world.
4: (laughs) Where's my stewardess? Americans have the best tits. America.
1: We need to get more women from nice countries like Norway. Yes. We don't don't need women from, you know, those shithole countries anyhow so let's let's move into
4: uh what we're doing here uh so joe's come on and like a couple weeks ago when we had mike from recasting couch we are still looking for a fourth mike we've been talking to joe a little bit and i don't know if joe got to listen to the episode with mike on it Did you? i didn't hear
0: with mike no
4: all right so this is gonna be a complete shock to you nice so what we are gonna do just to see how you fit in and so the audience can kind of see what you're all about We've put together a little quick interview, and these answers don't have to be, you know, you don't have to sit there and think about them for four days. You could just throw off the thing, you know, the first thing off the top of your head will probably work for us. I live on the
0: top of my head. And we'll head. tell
4: you if it's bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll kick it off with uh, something easy. Okay. You know, this, no right or wrong answer here. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why?
0: I would be a rhinoceros, because when you see me running at you, I want you to be like, oh, sh- shit, I better move, instead of like, oh, yeah, y- your food.
2: Wait, so you want to be endangered and poached? Ideally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who wouldn't want that? You, you you, know, like I have like British rock festivals in my name <laughs> to like, squ- <laughs> save the Joe. You could be the
4: lone <laughs> rhino- yeah. rhinoceros. Hashtag like save Joe. Cool.
0: Finding out people eating my dried nose, like, you know, gets their erections harder and stuff like that.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, do you have uh, you have something you want to drop on them? Uh, Ew.
1: I get, I get so many questions. Where do I go with this? Where do I start with? All right, well, one of the first things out of the gate is uh, you are Canadian. Is that true?
0: I am very Canadian.
1: All right, and I am a quarter Canadian. I just got my nice. shipment of uh, Tim Horton's coffee in the mail the other day. Sweet. I need you to settle a debate that's been raging in my family for years, and it really depends on what part of Canada you're from. Okay. One of my favorite foods in the world is yeah. this concoction of French fries with a gravy on it with cheese curds. Hells yeah. Depending on where you're from, it can be pronounced three different ways.
0: Either poutine, putin, or putin. Who the hell says putin other than Trump?
1: I have no fucking clue, but I was actually told that that is how it was pronounced by Brandon from the Red On You podcast just the other day, and I'm going to put him on blast because
4: because oh I have
0: never heard of it as
1: Putin. Will he get deported over
4: this? I
0: don't know. They might. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of things that make us mad, but jeez. But yeah, no, I'm Putin. I'm team Putin all the way. Um, I, al- I allow for I, I'm tolerant to those who are French Canadian who say poutine that makes sense to me but if you have somebody who's being all kind of like pretentious about it and coming to me it's like oh I'm having a poutine and he's like oh you mean poutine I'm like no you're an asshole shut up poutine (laughs) I
1: didn't hear any other pronunciation other than poutine until I was an adult most of my family is French speaking so well that
2: makes sense those guys are such retards (laughs) (laughs)
1: floppy head Retard. too tard again (laughs)
4: i don't even know if this is the color that you have in canada but you can correct me if i'm wrong what do you do at a yellow light
0: at first i thought you asked i don't know if this is a a color you have in canada it's like what have you guys holding back colors
2: from us we're holding them hostage
0: (laughs) what's a green you guys used yellow or amber or some Uh. crazy shit by law, you're supposed to stop <laughs> no, if you no, can. No, yeah. By <laughs> What do you do? By yellow, I mean, I, I see if I'm going to get T-boned by a large truck, otherwise continue moving.
4: So, so you're speeding up to yeah. beat the red yeah, light
0: exactly well i'm All I'm right, usually cool. in a case of i've convinced myself that i can't stop in time so i'm never speeding up to get it i'm like <laughs> the ones where i could probably have stopped i'm just like nope 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 i can't stop or i'll be in the intersection yes that's i always do
4: the same thing because you have to plant the story in your head yeah because if you get pulled over by a cop you got to believe the fucking oh, thing. Absolutely. so you got to be like Hey, man, look, I was going down the road. I took my eye off the road for a second, and it was too late. If I would have stopped, it would have been in the middle of the intersection, so I just figured it was safer. And then
0: a hooker jumped in my truck.
2: Either that or roll down your (laughs) windows and scream like a fucking, (laughs) like a madman and see what happens.
4: (laughs) Uh, You get shot.
2: (laughs) Or if you get through the
1: intersection and the blue lights come on, you quickly pull over, run out of the car, and start screaming, bees, bees, (laughs) they're everywhere.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Chris Farley, for the best knowledge ever. (laughs) It is, and it works, I'll tell you.
4: I'm pretty positive if you try that, you're getting
1: shot. (laughs) You're (laughs) getting tased. You're getting tased. Yeah, probably now. That's probably not a great idea. (laughs) They might just
0: be trying to shoot the bees, but they'll still get you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
4: (laughs) You will get hit by something.
1: See, maybe the 80s and 90s were a much better time. Maybe we were on to something with these retro episodes.
0: Oh, hell yeah.
4: yeah you can definitely yeah. get away with it in the 80s and 90s. I agree. Uh, yeah.
0: A lot
1: agree less yeah. shootings.
4: No, they no. we just didn't hear about yeah. that. Oh, wow.
1: Right. They weren't yeah. mainstream.
4: Robocop's no. Detroit was real everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have the internet or Facebook. Yeah. All right, so let's let's move on. Let Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving.
2: All right, I'll ask you a question then. Maple dip or Boston cream? Ooh,
0: I'm not much of a cream-filled guy or a jelly-filled guy or anything like that, well, so I'll go maple enough. dip. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> not that we care. On this. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, wait, not that there's anything wrong
1: with that. You stick whatever you
4: your want. Your wife might not like yeah, that too I mean,
2: much. If
1: you're a guy who likes to be filled with cream, that's that's your own business.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it comes out as a powder form. It's not creamy.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> add water, makes its own sauce.
4: <laughs> now we're going to get a little bit more difficult. Uh, you you come from a podcast that focuses around movies, yeah. So we're gonna check your movie knowledge here, and I want to know what is your favorite Robert Loja movie?
0: Oh, uh, going over the top! Wow,
4: deep cuts.
0: Wow, with that the Loja,
4: it's usually never over the top.
0: Like he's he's not too. In focus, but when you get them, you get, like, concentrated loggia. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound good either. That's like a creamed. Oh, God. Where are we going? All
2: these cream-filled
4: answers. (laughs) All right. For uh, added points, what production company created over the top?
0: Oh, that was Canon. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow, he's blowing them out of the this guy water. Knows he his said, fucking shit. These
4: are not hard.
0: Maybe Joe will
1: understand what we were talking about the other night. For years I've been watching Canon films, and I love Canon <laughs> films. It's good, cheesy fun. Oh, hell but yeah. But there's some of my favorite films are Canon, and there's something that's always been off by them, and I haven't been able to figure it out until just the other night. He says- whether it's Breakin', Red Dawn, Bloodsport, Delta Force, doesn't matter. All of the clothes for everybody during any scene is all neat and pressed. There are no wrinkles. If you're fighting in the jungle, your camos are neat, not a wrinkle, not a stain. <laughs> Do you know why?
4: mama
0: The why?
2: <laughs> You, you know why, right? Starch the shit. Out I don't know why. i was pulling, why. Uh, pulling that one out for military back in the day. They used yeah. to starch and fucking iron all their camis, so all their camo shit was basically like straight as a board.
4: So what about breaking? I don't have an answer their for their, that. Uh... I just right. had an answer for, for that
2: for break-in, one. For <laughs>
1: breaking, you had these kids. Some of them living on the streets. The other ones were living in their mother's garage. They spend half the day spinning around on the floor, but their clothes is clean, not a wrinkle, not no dirt on it, nothing.
0: Their clothes is clean, man. <laughs> and if you watch Breaking, if you look in the background, you find an unknown Jean Claude Van Damme.
1: Yes, 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 that's right. My favorite cameo of all time. One of my favorite gifs that of all
4: time. And, and actually,
0: <laughs> Dolph Lund- and Dolph Lundgren in A View to a Kill. Yeah, yes.
4: Before he learned English <laughs> or something. Yeah,
0: he couldn't speak a word, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: or uh, Benicio del Toro and uh, License to Kill.
0: Oh yeah. Where was he
2: in License to Kill? I didn't remember that either.
1: He was the first guy to get eaten by a shark. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> he okay. was he was henchman number one. Like the ones with Timothy Dalton I liked a lot, and a lot of people bash those movies, but anyhow, let's move on. We gotta we gotta keep this rolling because we got a 80s versus nineties coming up.
1: All right, I'm gonna list three rock and roll bands. Okay. You gotta pick one. All right. Zeppelin, mm-hmm. the the dead, or rush. I thought you said rock and roll bands.
0: Oh, see, this one feels biased. But because not only is one of the bands Canadian, it, they are, I'm going to put yeah. it out, they are my favorite of the three. But not only are they Canadian, but uh, Neil Peart is from St. Catharines, where I am from. Really? So Yeah. So I'm I'm all about Rush.
1: Wow. Can't do it, man.
0: I'm with you. I, I like
1: <laughs> Rush. Zeppelin and Rush. Fucking Getty Lee, baby. Yeah. I, love the, I love the music. It's just as soon as the vocals kick in, I'm done. Yeah.
0: What? How do you not like Getty Lee?
1: Know. I just don't like the style. The music's awesome,
0: though. <laughs> oh, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Getty Lee was also on the Bob uh, and Doug McKenzie album. Come on. He was. That's right. So, I'm, I'm way too over-Canadian-ing this, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
4: that's fine. We need a little international flavor. Okay, so I'm going to ask this question. We asked Mike this, and he got it incorrect, and I'm bringing it back. Who are the only two skiers to ski the K-12 successfully?
0: Successfully. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to get this question wrong. I wouldn't even have the first guess.
1: Now, what if we give you one of the two? If we give you one, do you think you could name the other one?
0: If they were attached to them, like if it was Ang and Yang, the Siamese twins, perhaps.
1: <laughs> yeah, but w- maybe one name will help. All right, give them one well, name, Give, it a sh- give,
0: give, it a give shot. them one.
1: Give them one.
4: Well, should I give them the easier name or the harder name? The harder
1: name. One? Give them the harder name.
4: Okay. And the first person to ski the K-12 successfully was
0: Roy Stalin. Yeah, that doesn't help me at all. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can't say that skiing was ever, s- <laughs> was ever my dad. Oh, man. Um,
4: okay, all right. I'm going to give him another hint. Okay, so the other person to ski this, on one ski no less, uh-oh. was none other than Lane Meyer in a movie called Better Off Dead. Can you name the actor that played the lead character in Better Off Dead? Uh, we'll really scale it down for you.
0: Oh, my God. The pressure pressure crushing me i used up all my energy on robert Loggia. yeah
1: it must not be oh, a popular movie you know north of the border
0: no nah, i guess not. i've seen it i just don't remember it that well
2: give him another movie that he's in give him one one more hint
4: gross point blank I think canadians might
0: like i know that. gross point blank what
4: jo- <laughs> john cusack
0: yes that's D- <laughs> <Cusack. laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Sweet.
4: He did it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna blaze that one. I thought for sure you were gonna no. get that.
0: Winter sports aren't my bag.
1: Yeah. When we were up at Rhode Island Comic Con, we sat in on the John Cusack panel, and wow, nice. there is nobody more exciting early in the morning than John Cusack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just screams interested to be here.
4: <laughs> I'm really happy to be here, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being. Here. I think we
0: have a recording. We do. Yeah. Well, if,
4: we... Uh, if you ever lack sleep. I'll hook you up. <laughs> it's like an Ambien.
2: Um, so you just released a trailer for your new film. Uh, Anything you want to talk about? Um, no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was It looks fun. I don't even know which one you mean. Uh, singularity. Oh, I get you name on that. So. Oh, really? But you're
3: all over the trailer. I think that's what they pay your name for.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just break it down to the last question, right. most difficult. What about poop culture makes you want to be a co-host of the poop culture podcast?
0: I first answer was that you were somebody who was actually willing to talk to other people on <laughs> on Twitter. It was I had like uh, because uh, a lot of the podcasts you know yak back and forth and all that kind of thing but i only noticed the small handful that would actually really engage with people in a way that wasn't just like yeah. oh yeah 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 so and that was what got me with you guys and then i did review you guys a while ago i was like oh, i gotta give them a listen and i did that and then i listened to some more episodes when uh when i got news about this episode and i enjoyed the episodes so i was like oh okay so <laughs> there you go
1: all right That's it's cool. It is always a plus when they yeah. listen to the episodes and like them. That's, yeah. That's huge.
4: Huge. Or when you want to be a co-host and you talk. Yeah. Maybe that's
1: that's good too.
0: I don't know. I don't think Kelly Rippa likes that. Oh, but no. she does so many other things well, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Namely naked. She's split. too
4: small. She's too small for me. That's nice to hear though, because I think we do like to uh to engage back and forth with other podcasts quite a bit and i'm not one i don't think marky's either where if you ask us a question i think we'll go into detail if you ask a, a real good question yeah if you just come to us and say, hey, how do you get sponsors? And you're on episode two, then I'm just going to tell you, yeah. like, just keep doing your episodes and don't worry yeah. about having sponsors. Get listeners. But, like, yeah, get
1: listeners.
0: Yeah. If, don't worry if about you're that on shit. episode
1: yeah. two and you're doing this to get sponsors, you're not doing this for the right reason. And your show sure is going to reflect yeah. that.
0: I'm still. No, no, don't get me wrong. I would have sold out in a heartbeat. We we do. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. You're talking to the guy who's done commercials for two different bidet companies and a
0: porn company in the last couple of months.
1: Sweet. Yeah, I've taken a shit and jerked off on
0: commercials. Nice. Oh, so well, you can get those two things done at the same time. I don't see a problem with that. It's
2: multitasking, people. Yeah, he knocked them both out. It's kind of like a blumpkin.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's a DIY blumpkin. <laughs>
1: I saw that on Property Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, it's time to get to it—the duel of the decades. I've been excited for this all week, but we've decided to do things a little different this week. You know, man crushing myself. The team of the Mama Luke's—we are undefeated, two and zero in this game, three and zero if you count all the other games. That would just be one more game. Well, hey, come <laughs> all on, one—I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Fucking dynasty. <laughs> So we decided to flip things around this week. We're going to flip the script. The Mama Luke's are going to take the 90s and Shaw Bag and Joe are going to take the 80s. So now let's reveal what years we're going to be doing. And Man Crush, explain the rules of the game once again.
4: All right. So we decided to flip things around. Thanks for bringing that up because we had been kicking so much ass with the 80s. We wanted to see if it was us or if it was the decade, because we really don't know. Like maybe we're that convincing. Maybe the decade just is not that good compared to the 80, the eighties. So we'll, we'll find out right here. This episode, we're again, we're keeping with the month, so it's both March. Uh, it's gonna be March of nineteen ninety nine, which uh, Mark and myself is, are going to be doing, and then Joe and Ben, whose team name is what
2: now? Hasselhoff's Heroes.
4: Hasselhoff's Heroes.
2: Uh, I support it one hundred percent.
4: They're they're going to be tackling March of 1989, and if it, you haven't noticed already, we just like to go 10 years apart. We haven't really split it up yet with years in the middle and done, like, 85 versus 93 or anything like that. It just makes it easy, but eventually we're going to run out of
1: months. Right. Well, that 10-year gap really is a, a nice flip-flop. 10 years really oh, yeah. isn't a lot of time when you're talking culture. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty
4: and cool. And
0: when you actually think about the fact that even your guy's year is almost 20 years ago, it really makes me feel like an old son of a bitch.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too. all this stuff makes me feel old. <laughs> and the one thing that I like now doing the 90s, which I found uh, pretty interesting, and I said this to Mark today, when we did the 80s, I like to use, and I'll, here's a free plug for them, I like to use newspapers.com, and I go back and I just, we'll pick the month and I'll go you know day one through day 30 or whatever it is. And in the 80s, newspapers were like, 50, 60 pages or tons of content. When we did 1999 newspapers had like 11 pages, 20 pages. I was like, God, like it's really starting to move away. So you're starting to see that. Yeah. So, but we're, we're kind of right at the top. So let me just hit on the rules right here. So we're going to go through five rounds. We got movies, we got music, we got TV, we got hot products and we got news. The first three rounds are a point each. The last two rounds are two points each. And there's a little strategy here. We're going to do a little coin flip now to figure out who goes first. And then you can keep it or defer like you guys did last week. Well, because I'm flipping, or you guys month. have to call it. Okay. Ready? All right. Still in trust. I you, call I it in the air. Heads.
2: Heads it is. Whew. We'll uh, we'll go first.
0: That was anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> that was really
4: fast. There was no flip.
2: No, I flipped it. It hit the desk and I caught it.
4: Did you have a seizure when you threw that? Sound like you tripped.
2: I, yeah, I probably did, right out of my chair.
4: All right, so we're going to start this thing out. Mark, do you want to just go, let's throw, uh, let's just go music. All right, we can go music. And get this out of the way.
1: All right, why don't you start us off? All right,
4: so uh, here's my music. I, I just want to preface our picks for music by saying that I went through every album of 1999. <laughs> yeah, There were 107 pages of about... 30 albums on each page it was a shit ton wow and there were a lot of fantastic albums dropped in 1999 some amazing singles tons of new genres of music popped up most of them sucked and uh, most of them didn't last longer than a couple of years and they flamed out and they were gone perfect example would be somebody like limp biscuit uh, <laughs> they're not still going
2: chocolate starfish yeah, I don't, if,
4: if they are still going nobody knows about it nobody I mean. cares <laughs> exactly <laughs> That, that whole genre stuff just it came in with a bang and left with a whimper, you know? <laughs> so, But ultimately, I'm hoping that March 1989 was equally as shitty as March of 1999. Otherwise, you know, we might just be conceding music right here. So anyways, I went with the March 23rd, 1999 release of the Wisconsin Death Trip by Static X. And they were a self-described... Evil Disco is what they called it. Um, but another another name that they called it, and you guys were both in broadcasting, so I'm sure you remember this from the late 90s, every band was a new something. Oh, NU. Remember the NU? They use that for fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> new oh, metal, new disco, new fucking
0: rock. Like, do they even use that anymore? No. I, they better not be.
1: No. <laughs> I, well, it wouldn't be new.
0: But it also clogs up the iTunes uh,
4: genres. Yeah. It was terrible back then, but this album it had some really catchy songs on it, like "Push It." I don't know if you guys are familiar with the album at all. Yeah, you push it, <laughs> like that. And then they had uh, "Bled for Days." Um, "I'm with Stupid" was on that album, which is probably my favorite song of that album. Uh, it's an album that you could throw on, and you can listen to the uh, entire thing from the first song to the end. You you can listen to it whether you're working out or maybe you're just like you want to smash somebody's face in. But it's the type of album where every song sounds exactly the same. So you don't even if they didn't have that little two second space in between songs, you would just think it was like a 45 minute song. Uh, but the album did get certified platinum in 2001. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the lead singer, uh, Wayne Static, he looked like the uh, the Slim Jim guy. His hair just went straight up. Yeah. Yeah. He died a couple years ago. I believe it was maybe an overdose. I don't know. Rumor. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: If it's either that or erotic, autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, You got
4: electrocuted. <laughs> that was my album. It did go platinum, so that's a little bit. You know, it's not a terrible piece of shit. No,
0: that's
1: if your album goes platinum. That's I think that's respectable. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did okay. You did all
0: right. It's not an accident,
1: right? You know, it's not like you're. You know, you're struggling to make it. You're
4: doing okay if your
0: album
1: goes <laughs> platinum. You've sold a few. What did you What did you pick?
4: I'm interested in seeing
1: All right. what you selected. Well, with my pick, I got I got to go out and say this first because I know we're gonna get shit because people are gonna be like, "You forgot this and you forgot this." Well, there's a reason I'm not gonna talk about fucking share or Kenny Chesney. <laughs> you fucking talk about him. I'm not going well, to.
4: Share. <laughs> we couldn't pick share anyway. Share huh? was not the month release. We couldn't pick.
1: Well, her. it was top of the charts. It was like the number one hit. At that time. Right. So, T-
4: tiebreaker stuff.
1: Right. Fuck that music. There was so much of that music out at the time, whether it's the boy bands, 98 Degrees, Sync, Backstreet. I'm not talking about it on this show. If you want to talk about you it, you just did. Go right ahead. So, I went with Red Voodoo by Sammy Hagar and the Wabaritas, which gave us the smash hit Mas Tequila,
4: which uh, translates to more tequila. Yes.
2: <laughs> tequila <laughs> Mas
1: which is what Sammy Hagar wanted you to buy of his Cabo Wabo tequila, which the album, not only did it have a great hit for Sammy Hagar that he still plays in concert today, still a fan favorite, but it was also like a living commercial for his own tequila line. Nice. Yep let me Let me just preface
4: this one thing. If you guys, let's say it was seven days earlier, you're extremely lucky because the Marshall Mathers LP released February 23rd yeah, of 1990. Yeah. That would have been a big one. Yeah, so you lucked out. I I would tend to agree. Well, let's see what you guys have for music, because all right, we're basically conceding the first round here.
0: <laughs> okay, I think I should start this one off because yours is more of the knockout punch.
2: All right, you got it.
0: Okay, so I'm going to take you down a little uh, hip hop road here, and a band called De La Soul with three feet high and rising. Oh, nice. It came out was released March third. It's uh Spin Magazine's number seven all time of of their top one hundred albums. Wow. Rolling Stone, it made the top their top five hundred albums of all time. Even uh was it Channel Four in England did their own little poll and it made the top one hundred albums of all time there too. Wow. So very influential, considered by many so nobody bought it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, when they
1: rate an album that high, nobody buys them. Nobody buys it, right? Yeah. I don't know one fucking person that owns a Joe Walsh record. <laughs> like Steely Dan. Right. Oh, shit.
4: You
0: changed my life, yeah. but not like enough to purchase stuff.
4: <laughs> well, that sounds like a pretty high accolade. Uh, the how the album has pretty high accolades. I never even heard of it.
0: Yeah, it was a good one it was it, yeah it was a high one up there and like reading into it and stuff like that it was just it, it made lists of just entertainments like this is what happened <laughs> in the year type thing it was one of the big moments not the Damn. biggest though
4: I've heard of de la soul I didn't know they had an album that was that influential that's pretty amazing yeah. so what's the knockout punch i'm I'm really fucking all
2: right so it. the knockout punch uh was released on March 21st of 1989. It had two singles that month. The first was the single of the namesake of the album, Like a Prayer, by Madonna. It went quadruple platinum. It sold 15 million worldwide. It had the songs Like a Prayer, Express Yourself, Cherish, Oh Father, Dear Jesse, and Keep It Together.
4: How does Like a Prayer go?
2: Oh, fuck you. You sing it. (laughs) So this was actually her fir- fourth studio album, and she was pretty under fire because that "Like a Prayer" video had burning crosses, and I remember. you know she was making out with a black dude who was considered a saint uh, in the video. And there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of controversial shit going on in that video.
4: Yeah, which would be nothing today. No.
2: Which would yeah, which would be a fucking fart in the wind today. But
0: it was also voted the number one most uh, groundbreaking video of all time. In 2000, it was voted that in 2005.
1: Right. If she put out the video today, she would be called
2: courageous. Yes.
0: And 1999 had passed by the time 2005
2: came around. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure that Did that's it? a 1 2 right there.
4: I will totally concede music to you yeah. guys. I, From the moment I went through the albums, I, the only reason I dug through every single album is because every one I picked out that was March was not that good. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Chesney did come out that month, and we could have thrown him in there, but neither neither of us are a fan, and we kind of figured we are going to lose anyway,
1: so we were like, fuck it hey, up. And, and Sammy way. Hagar didn't win the uh, Lifetime Skin Achievement
2: Award. So... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's very true. If it, if you guys ha- were able to get Eminem, that would have been a good fight against. No, us, that would have but... been huge. Yeah. yeah,
4: I mean that that kicked off his career. That's like if uh, you guys came out with like like a virgin. You know that would have been yeah. pretty epic. Yeah, she was nothing like a virgin at this point. No, no I don't think she was. A virgin <laughs> I, I'm
2: pretty sure she was a wind tunnel by that point.
1: <laughs> well, it's like that whole argument at the beginning of Reservoir Dogs when they're debating. What the meaning of Like a Virgin really is about.
2: scene. <laughs> you get a bark all day, little doggie. You
4: <laughs> bark. All right. So you guys are up one zero. You get to pick it. You have the ball.
2: Joe, I'll let you choose this one.
0: Oh, all right. Um, maybe get the hot items. It's fine with me. All right. Let's do that one. The hottest Christmas toy from 88 and for several years before that was the Nintendo Entertainment System as we all know. Uh, We're not going to say the NES as the hot item for this, despite the fact it was still the number one toy selling at that point. But I'm going to name a game that was released in March of 1989, which was Ninja Gaiden. Ooh. And
4: Everybody knows that one. It lists
0: as uh, number 17 on IGN for the all-time best Nintendo Entertainment System games. And it is... I, just anybody who played NES back in the day, that's just one of the most memorable games. You can still, in your oh, yeah. mind's eye, you can picture him doing those flips and jumping off the wall back and forth. And I'm yeah. doing that with my hand, and nobody can see it but you guys. But it's <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's,
4: it's meaningful. That's a solid freaking
1: game, too. Yeah, and yeah. it was the best of the ninja games of the time. There were <laughs> several other ninja games. None of them were as good.
2: No. Well, Ninja Gaiden was...
1: Uh... I always thought it was Ninja Gaiden. I don't know.
4: Depends where I you're did,
0: from. No, I did too until The Wizard came out. And since The Wizard was essentially a big Nintendo commercial oh, and they pronounced right. it Ninja Gaiden. And it was actually the dude from Pirates of the Caribbean. And he was the guy who called si- Jerry Seinfeld phony. And he goes, Ninja Gaiden. Hi. And it was very racist, and, but <laughs> but accurate. What if, what, if, <laughs> what if you were
4: watching a recording and that commercial came on and you paused it at Ninja and then your mom came in the room and hit play by accident. And it's a
0: gay den.
4: <laughs> it might be weird. I had a
0: not too dissimilar uh, situation. I remember when I was sick, like like I was a kid and my mom came in. She's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm uh, reading my game magazines. And she's like, what? My my game magazines. And she, and she stops and she's like, what? And I'm like, my game magazines and she goes oh i don't have
1: pants on neither it is so funny you bring this up i had the same thing happen to me just this evening right before we started to record i was getting my son ready in his room he wanted to watch a movie so i asked him what movie he wanted to watch and he looks at me he's like oh i want to watch the penis movie and i start laughing did he want to watch the pianist? He wanted to watch the peanuts movie, but he did not pronounce oh. the T in peanuts. Oh man, that could have went awry. <laughs> yeah, when your eight year old wants to watch the penis movie, it's time to have a talk. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or the or the pianist, yeah. even that
4: would throw up some red yeah. flags. All right, which
0: penis well, movie are you looking for? I'll go on Pornhub. We'll find you a category. <laughs> the into Asians, little one? It will set you up with the playlist. <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't you mean Gaians? Well, <laughs> ideally. All right. So
0: you you guys
4: started out good. That's a good one. All right. So you got Ninja Gaiden.
2: No. All right. So uh, the second one, we're also actually sticking with video games. This was quite an influential RPG that came out. It's still actually being produced by Sega. They have numerous games that have followed it. But this was the sequel to the original Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star Two came out in uh March of nineteen eighty nine uh to critical acclaim. This game was selling for sixty nine ninety nine back then. That is like hundred and thirty dollars nowadays. So uh it came with like the whole map of the dungeons, this, that, and the other thing, forty plus hours, which was unheard of back then.
1: Yeah, it was one of the longest games.
2: Yeah, it, it people loved it. It this was a uh, Sega Genesis game. They have ported this th- this thing to uh numerous different consoles. Never mind consoles, you can get it on your fucking phone now. I mean, I can't I don't have the exact numbers of how many sold, but I guess it was a very hard sought after game and you can actually buy it now. Uh it's like on eBay for buy it now for like 100 bucks.
4: So they probably didn't sell many copies then. It was very influential.
0: it, like a, <laughs> it, was, a, a influential it was an title. extremely influential
2: RPG. It sold. It did sell a lot of copies, but it's very hard to get the actual hard copies uh, sold back then because they didn't keep track of it as a publishing company back then.
4: No, that's no. Yes, they. No, they did, didn't. Because I had the numbers for Lord Zelda or for uh, Legend. Of I'm Zelda. telling you
2: right now, the Legend of Zelda was different. If you look up, if you try to look <laughs> of up, of course,
4: mine was different than yours. Was. I'm
2: telling you right, dude. I, I challenge you to look up Fantasy Star Two and find it for I me. I
4: honestly never even heard of Fantasy Star Two. I'm gonna be
2: honest with you. Okay. I never, I
4: never heard of it. Ninja Gaiden? That I heard
1: of. Yeah, I've heard of Fantasy Star. I can tell you that it was a groundbreaking game and that it was ten years ahead of its time. But if I ever fucking played it, hell no. Looks boring as shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was influential. It was like the original Final <laughs> Fantasy. It felt the same. Like I said, yeah. boring as shit. <laughs>
4: Oh, Ben's getting hot. He's
2: getting hot. Nah, the smoke's coming out. Nah, just You guys don't like the same shit I do. It's fine.
4: You don't have to like the stuff. There's stuff that we've uh, had in these things I didn't like.
2: I know, but you, uh, you deferred off of Ch- Kenny Chesney because of that. Yeah. That's just based on we principle. We knew we weren't going to win.
4: I- <laughs> yeah, we weren't going to win that one. If I, if I thought it was going to be close, bet your ass I would have fucking threw out Kenny Chesney and been like, oh, he's the best
0: country guy <laughs> ever. Right. Yeah, sing a song. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> his hat game is on uh, point when I know
1: we're not going to win anyway. I'm not just not going to, you know, tout yeah. some piece of shit.
2: You're not going to sell your soul. Hey, I you know, I know you guys hate that shit, but I've seen him in concert. <laughs> oh. Actually, I've I've heard their concerts are fun. I've been to Country Fest is so Country Fest up here is massive. I basically uh, you go tailgate for hours at Gillette and then you go inside shit face hammered and watch a bunch of people fight. It's pretty fun. <laughs> and all the music's good. <laughs> Jeez. It's like a free UFC match. Yeehaw.
4: All right, Mark. How strong is yours? Do you want to go first or
1: second? I'm going to say mine's fairly strong. It is a video game. I will give you that much.
4: Oh, Jesus. All right, just go with it. Go with it. Three in a row with the video games.
1: Jeez, you guys had Ninja Gaiden and Final Fantasy Star from Space Game 4 or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> i have a game now it's not the first in this franchise but it was a huge title for nintendo possibly and i we might have mentioned it on the show before i'm not sure one of the largest franchises in nintendo history with the release of pokemon snap
2: pokemon snap was that on n64 that was yeah that was like probably one of the worst games that they ever created if you read the reviews (laughs) No, no. It said that when it came out, dude, you took pictures of fucking Pokemon.
0: What do you do in Pokemon Go? Did it use the Rumble Pack? Yes or no?
2: Yeah, I would be confused if the Rumble Pack would actually work with it. What were you supposed to do? Like, you're trying to take a picture and a gust of wind hits you. (laughs) Ideally,
1: yeah. no, I think, I think the r- Rumble Pack worked. Depending on where you were looking, it would rumble if you were close to a Pokemon. It's in or, the bushes. I don't know. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so it's basically the predecessor to Pokemon
1: Go. Correct. And most of the other things that they developed. Which, w- which is gigantic
4: still.
2: Well, Pokemon Go was more of altered reality and catching shit. Yeah. Like you could actually see the Pokemon, catch it, and use it to fight things.
4: Yeah,
0: Pokemon Snap's just a safari that never existed. <laughs> well, this is 20 years, you know, the
4: elder of Pokemon Go. I mean, well, not 20, because Pokemon Go was like, what, two years ago it came out? Two years right? like ago, 15 yeah, years like that. ago. I mean, that's ahead of its time, it sounds it like.
1: It was way ahead of its time, because if you take a look at the, the 3D rendering on the game, and it was such a graphics-heavy game. And it was kind of, it was set up as like a first person shooter is really what it was. Just putting Pokemon in that 3D environment is something that they, they've always stayed with since then. You know, a lot of the Pokemon products now have the same look and feel.
4: Well played okay. to throw Pokemon against Ben. Yeah,
2: I'm okay with that.
4: <laughs> After sucking its dick last month, he has to
2: hate now go. Hey, 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 that sound, that game sounds just as bad as like Connectimals, where all you do is pet animals with your fucking connect. <laughs> all right, we'll look.
0: but where do I get that game?
1: Also known as Lonely Kids, the game.
2: yeah. <laughs> Also known as parents don't want to get you a get you a pet, so we're going to give you this virtual piece of shit. Stop choking it, Joe.
1: <laughs> hey,
4: everyone, it's Mark
1: James. And Rick Mancrush from the Poop Culture Podcast. We just wanted to say thank you for listening to the shows of the PCEU. And as a thank you, we wanted to let everyone in on the great deal we have worked out with Studio Headphones, the newest partner of the PCEU.
4: That's right. Each studio model is carefully engineered with a timeless design suitable for every occasion. I have butt aids
1: Did you put that in there? No. Why would I put that in there?
4: Anyhow, whether you're listening to music on your way to a black tie event or you're enjoying a sunny day in shorts and a polo, no matter where you are and what you're doing, the studio sound piece will be your elegant
1: companion. Hey, they have comfort, style, and functionality. So head over to sudio. dot com to pick out a pair that best suits you, and then use the promo code "poop culture" at the checkout for fifteen percent off.
4: That's right. And why wouldn't you want a pair of headphones? That sudio, sudio. You can tell all your friends because guess what? Guess where they got their name?
1: Where did they get their name? From Phil Collins. That's right. Go over to the website, studio.com, and you can read the story on how Phil Collins inspired these incredibly comfortable headphones.
4: They are comfortable. Really, really comfortable. You know what I hate about the headphones that I have is they always clamp down on my ears and after like a half hour or whatever, it hurts. So I have switched.
1: We record a couple of podcasts, and by the end of it, I feel like a Vander Holyfield.
4: Yeah, it's, it's the worst. And these are really, really comfortable. So go ahead. And if you're about comfort and great sound, head over to studio.com. Use code poopculture. Get 15% off. It's a great deal.
1: Now back to your show. All right.
4: So we're, we're going we're gonna to take this round. We're going to tie this up 1-1 one, one right here. So in the late 90s, everyone had a beeper. If you were dealing coke, sure. Well, except for <laughs> Ben, he was pretty young. I think everybody had a beeper around that point.
2: I had a beeper up until ninth grade.
4: Until ninth grade. Okay. So, yeah, right around this time. So, I remember around 1990. I was in
2: ninth grade in 99. Okay. All right. So,
4: perfect. This goes right into my story. 1998, when I got my first cell phone, I had a whopping like 60 minutes of free call time a month. Yeah. my phone was fucking gigantic. It was was a Zach Morris Motorola. Nice. (laughs) I was embarrassed to take it out in public. So, it just sat in my car all the time. And then uh, I had it for one year. I remember I signed a one-year contract, and then I upgraded to, and that's what my hot product is, the Nokia 3210.
2: Oh, my God. A.K.A. the brick.
4: <laughs> this is the phone that everybody and their mother at one point or another. I, that was my had, first
0: phone. Had. That was my first phone. Yeah,
4: Pretty much everybody's. It was dropped March eighteenth, nineteen 1999. And this is a fascinating stat on this phone. It's the fourth best-selling cell phone of all time. It sold 160 million units, and this is interesting too. There was out of the top ten of these top-selling cell phones, Nokia has seven of the slots in the top ten, including one and two. Three was the iPhone six and six plus. Was the razor? Just because everybody wanted that gigantic screen at the time. Wow! Wow. Uh, No, not it was not in the top ten.
2: I'm shocked.
4: That's a Motorola. Motorola did not make top ten. But this phone is actually number three of all time. But many people, and you guys just proved it, anytime you bring up the Nokia 3210, it's like, oh, I had that phone. It was my first cell phone.
2: With that alone absolutely. I actually know a guy
0: who up to about four or five years ago still had his. That is not a joke.
2: I actually still have mine in storage. Oh, my God.
1: It had the internal antenna. Well, I'm surprised there isn't hipsters that have found a way to start using those again. Because they are. (laughs) I'm sure there's a way, man. The best thing I ever saw was somebody built an iPhone case and all it was was like six of those phones taped around an iPhone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking fantastic. Uh, I just remember that like you could drop it, you could smash it, you could throw it and like the battery would fall off, but the fucking thing would still work. Yeah. It was like the tank of cell phones. Yeah.
4: The battery would last a gazillion years. And I still remember this. It had 1450 mAh. And today, like, we couldn't get a couple right. hours out of our yeah. phones. They, they yeah. drained so quick. But this phone was awesome. It was, like, one of the first phones to store an amazing 250 phone numbers. And it, it roughly cost about $200 in 1999. It's about $300 today. So it's kind of steep for a basement-level phone these days. But I found an ad when I was going through the papers. Uh, for, it was a Circuit City ad, circa 1999, where you could sign up for two years you had your activation waived it was a hundred dollars for this phone they discounted a hundred dollars and you got 30 minutes Ooh. of calling wow
2: for oh my god wait did you have free nights and weekends what would i do with the other 28 <laughs>
0: wow yeah oh yeah. my god what a fucking full deal disclosure my ringtone on that phone was a midi file of kurt angle's theme song
1: you suck oh my god
0: <laughs> I- oh. That's that's. Hey, I'm just letting you know where I was at at that time in my life. Nice. It was a dark place.
1: It was a deep dark place. It's true.
0: It's true. Oh, right. oh it's yeah. damn true. Yeah, you will. Not.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs>
1: uh,
4: so we're one-one now. So we're uh, we got it back, Mark. Thank Christ. Uh, what do you want to? What do you want to do? One-one. You want to just let's do top news? Yeah,
1: let's go for news.
4: Oh, actually. Well, yeah, we're still on a single-point round. Let's, yeah, uh, let's it's time for some
1: uplifting here. news here. You know, we're, we're big movie fans here on the Poop Culture Podcast. And unfortunately, March of 1999 changed the film industry tremendously with the passing of Stanley Kubrick, one of the great directors of all time, um, changed how movies were made and looked at and his, with his passing, changed the movie industry completely. So that's what I got to throw out there is my biggest news story in pop culture, the passing of Stanley Cooper story.
4: I'm going to follow that up with another passing. March 1999 took another one. The man that once hit in 56 consecutive baseball games. Joe, would you know who this guy is? You're from Canada. You guys have the Blue Jays.
0: Yeah, we got the Blue Jays.
4: So you you might know
0: this trying to think see i instantly i was thinking because ricky henderson played but that was stolen bases stuff that wasn't hit consecutive and he's
4: still alive which is yeah well i
0: he's dead to me (laughs) but uh (laughs) um i honestly don't remember no
4: all right so this man hitting 56 consecutive baseball games it's a record that'll probably never be broken there's a lot of people have had big streaks, never come close to fifty-six games. Robin Ventura had a long one in college, but that shit don't count. They use metal bands. Uh, But this is uh, baseball legend Joe DiMaggio. Oh, he died yeah. at his home on March eighth, nineteen ninety-nine, following complications from lung cancer. He died at eighty-four. Obviously, he was a Hall of Famer. He's seen by many as you know the best center fielder of all time, highest slugging percentage of all time, three MVP awards, made it to, made it to ten. World Series, yeah, and won nine. That's so ridiculous. Of the ten,
0: yeah, he
1: was Brady before Brady. <laughs> oh, no, he's
4: fucking beyond Brady because of this.
0: Yeah, he also nailed he, Marilyn Monroe, so he's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say he had. Well, it's that, Brady
4: esque right there. That's, you know, with the model. Yeah.
1: Not like that's an exclusive the, fucking club or anything, you know. <laughs> I know JFK. <laughs>
4: the thing that's cool about Joe DiMaggio though is in the middle of his career, at like the peak of his career. He left baseball and took three seasons off to serve in the United yeah. States Army Air Forces, which is no longer around. And uh, he did that for three years. He uh, he actually became a sergeant. He had, like, some bullshit job. I think he was, like, a PE instructor or something. But for the sheer fact that he left baseball— He was a speak, bulk
2: fuel specialist? <laughs> yeah. no,
4: he, no, I'm dead serious. He was a PE instructor. Was he really? Yeah, that's what his that job was. That doesn't
0: surprise me at all.
4: Yeah, I mean— if Joe DiMaggio is your PE instructor, that'll lift morale pretty well oh, you know, during yeah. the fucking war. Uh, but then, yeah, he came back after three years off and continued his fucking torrid streak. So, those are our news stories for March of nineteen
0: ninety-nine. Such a such a bleak year where the best news was people dying. Yeah,
1: it was a bleak year. But the the interesting thing we found was with the passing of both of those people in their own respective categories. Definitely top five all time or definitely top 10, most likely top five in their respective categories all time. So both icons in their own field.
2: Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't disagree. I can't disagree at all. All
0: right. All right. Do you want to start us off on this one? Sure.
2: Sure. Sure. So um, on March 24th, 1989, we had the Exxon Valdez oil (laughs) spill in the (laughs) Prince William Sound of Alaska. Uh, so this dropped ten point eight million gallons leaking over numerous days into the sound and this is this was a worldwide news story uh everybody knew about it this caused obviously uh huge issues for the habitat of natural animals and we lost ten point eight million gallons of fucking oil um so I mean everybody knows that story everybody's heard this story we know that uh that that was a just a fucking ridiculous amount of oil to lose um and i mean it was it fucked up it fucked up nature for a long time
4: it's no deep water horizon motherfucker i couldn't I couldn't yeah agree more it was such. that was years later though
2: yeah that was like 2010 wasn't it yeah it was. was uh a few years back but yeah i could
0: thankfully we learned from that and we fixed oil spills from that point <laughs> yeah out. thank god that's never
1: <laughs> happened before but i totally agree <laughs> with you it's a tragic event You know, it had such a huge impact on our environment. And because of that, I will never, ever forget what dish soap best gets oil out of my dishes. Because of (laughs) watching all the footage of them, you know, scrubbing the birds uh,
2: using it on the ducks. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was just gonna say that's what I use to get it off my ducks. Right. You know, I
1: mean if it gets it off the fucking ducks, it's gonna get it off my it's gonna get ribbed. Wait, was it palm olive or
0: dove?
4: It was palm olive, right? Palm olive, Yeah. yeah.
2: They use, I believe they used Palm Olive. Yeah, uh, They might have had a contract. They used that commercial again when the yeah. fucking Deepwater Horizon oil spill. It was like the same thing, but like, oh, we're going to use a fucking better camera. Yeah.
4: Shaw, Shaw Bag uses the Palm Olive on his uh, foreskin.
0: <laughs> I do. You
2: know, it's really hard to stretch back at the end of the day.
0: And it's lemon scented, so it's all good.
2: <laughs> I do at drop bonus. a little bit of vanilla on afterwards, so it's oh. aphrodisiac. Nice. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it in a different direction, definitely a pioneering direction. Uh there's a man named Tim Berners-Lee, who was a scientist at CERN, and in March of 1989 he published a paper within like internal to CERN. It was called Information Management, a pro- proposal. It was the birth of the World Wide Web. That was the the invention of the World Wide Web uh-huh. in concept. Was done. It was
1: actually never heard of it. What what is this? It was web actually that around before about? that. I,
4: was that. I could debate that one because it was actually around in the early seventies.
0: Well, no, the internet was around. the in, The connection of computers is the internet. The World Wide Web was a way to, was a more simplified way to get the information from computer to computer and share the information. Yeah, yeah. sorry. His paper was uh, it was really only meant for the company was to how to get all of the papers and stuff from each other instead of store it in one central spot. They could actually literally pull it from each other's computers using this software. And then they made it public in 93. And that's when the Internet, as we know it, began to exist.
2: Right. Al
4: Gore. Was, yeah, maybe it's yeah. the way you're wording it, because I was actually on the Internet. Around 1990, like I, I started out with QLink in 1986. Yeah. I'm in IT. So I started out with yeah. QLink in 1986 when I was eight years old. And then we moved yeah. to um, uh, CompuServe. And then we went to the Internet in like 89, 90. So we, we had the web and it was called, we used, um, the program was called Links. Yeah. <laughs> so we can go and we could see web pages, which were all text-based at that point. I was on that. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that you're wording it.
1: Yeah, I think I know what he's talking about. If you've seen the the last final season of uh, AMC's Halt and Catch Fire, a lot of what they're developing in in that series, even though they have the internet and are using it and thriving off of it, is this World Wide Web pro- type product where it's a mass indexing of, of sites. Well,
0: it sounds like more like a search engine.
2: Yeah. No, it's where isn't it where the WWW came from?
0: Yes, that was the start. But if you actually look at his proposal, I'm actually looking at it as we're talking. The abstract is uh, it's the management of general information in this for their purposes. It was about accelerators and uh, experiments at CERN, Uh, and then it's actually just a large drawing which is a web of all of their different bits of information and how.
4: So your story is a drawing. What's that? So your story, your story is basically
1: just the
2: drawing. No, it includes the, the drawing. It's a fucking yeah. dissertation. Yes. It, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it
0: was. It was the. It was the publishing of this dissertation, which was the concept of the web as we know it. All right.
1: So Joe DiMaggio dies, and you bring a memo.
2: All
0: right. Let's go. All right. What else you got? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. How are we all talking right now?
2: <laughs> this shit was pretty sure it was a big I, deal. It was
0: around before
4: <laughs> your your memo jerry Maguire.
0: if if they'd have they'd have our kind of bullshit podcast back in the (laughs) 80s then if that were true
2: (laughs) all right
4: so it's a way of the web to make it better it sounds like not just the uh, it's not like the discovery of the internet or anything yeah podcasting in
2: the 80s by the way was uh was local access tv shows yeah pretty
0: much and mix and mixtapes to your girlfriend Right. Wayne's World. Sure, it's like pump up
1: the volume with Christian Slater. <laughs> you know, make a pirate radio station yeah. on your in your local cul de sac.
4: All right. So we have the end of two legends, Stanley Kubrick and Joe DiMaggio versus the Internet Memo and <laughs> what was yours? Oh, the uh, Exxon Valdez.
1: Yeah, Exxon Valdez. It, yeah.
0: That was an important that, that's story. That's a big.
1: De-
4: that's a big story
1: not that yeah. the internet's you know not big but this is just a kind of a, a reorganizing organizing of the internet it's not like it's not like they built the walmart they just rearranged the inside
0: <laughs> <laughs> and decided to call it walmart right wow
4: uh i don't know was that i don't want that I'm was gonna...
2: published in uh in like new england science journal and everything right
0: yeah, it was all, it was yeah. all over the this place. Was,
2: that was a big fucking deal in the science community. That's what it was. You had if no you, idea,
4: Ben. Stop making it like
0: you
2: fucking heard about this shit. <laughs> no, I'm oh, just that saying. It was huge. It was, I read that. If it was published oh, really. in that, it was huge. Why the, how the fuck would I have read it? I would have been like fucking five. <laughs> I was still playing with Lincoln Logs. So I it was, it was this and Goodnight
0: Moon were my two pieces of uh, reading material. What,
2: you didn't have a subscription to trade journals? Go the fuck
0: to bed.
1: <laughs>
4: I can concede yeah. this round.
1: Put down yeah, I head, think yeah. the, the yeah. Valdez was a uh, kind of an important yeah. thing, and that did change policy for well the rest of time. So yeah, that was pretty until twenty ten. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 until the next big event.
0: Yeah. Well, then they always just say the last one doesn't count. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> There'll never be another one. Well, until the next one. And then we'll say we're sorry, pay a bunch of money and until the next one.
4: All right, so you guys are up two to
0: one. Balls
4: right. in your court.
2: All
0: right, what are you thinking?
2: I think we should go with TV.
0: Yeah, I'm down with that.
2: All right. I'll lead this one off, if you don't mind. I don't. Debuting on uh, March shit. I can't remember the date. On March shit? Got... Is that before or <laughs> after the 13th? Is that it's Roman? March
0: 26th. I have. Thank you. Have Thank it. you. So
2: debuting on March 26th, 1989 was the show that we knew that lasted four years in Quantum Leap.
1: Oh, solid show.
2: So, uh, I mean, this is a show now that would probably end up on sci-fi uh, and never be watched by anybody. But uh, this made it onto a, a, a big network, uh, NBC. It, last, it did last five full seasons. The first episode was aired in two parts and was actually six months apart, if I remember right. Um and uh and then it birthed the actual show where he was, you know, stuck in his experiment and he kept jumping body to body and having to do these different things and da da da. And he had that uh the observer who was like his artificial intelligence or whatever yep. that was helping him out. Um it was it was interesting. It was an interesting show. I uh, I personally have only seen a few episodes, but um, but it was it was on for a long time and it four years it is a long four, time four years. Okay, how long? It,
4: that's like average. It's like a good average show.
0: Fair For, they, for had the an genre and stuff like that at that time, I mean, you like sitcoms were lasting like, crazy, your Cheers and your Cosby's and stuff like that, but something like, something like a sci-fi in that period of time, just before, like, Next Generation and that, nothing really stood a chance if it wasn't Star Trek.
2: Yeah, especially on a fucking major network. Yeah, in America. Hashtag America. America.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm gonna go second. Uh, we take you to the Young and Fledgling Fox Network on March 11th. All right. And we, it's not The Simpsons. There was a little bit later, Mm. unfortunately. But uh, (laughs) I
4: was like, oh man, where's this going? As soon as you said Fox, I automatically got scared. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can still be scared. You can be scared because (laughs)
2: 1989 was a huge year for TV. It
0: it was a great, and a big year for Fox TV, especially. Uh, This show can be considered, uh, or it can be argued that it is the birth of reality television. And starts with the popular Inner Circle song, Bad Boys. We got Cops debuting. Oh, fuck. Cops? On that. uh, That's got some staying power. Yeah. It's got some serious staying power.
1: How many seasons are there of Cops currently?
2: It's still going.
0: Yeah, it's... It's still It is still on the air. We we air it at my at my work we what still air. You it. Are,
2: what you gonna this is do. this is like unsolved mysteries. It just never stops.
1: No, no. unsolved mysteries
0: stop. And what blows me away <laughs> about that
1: fucking yeah. show is when the world comes to an end in a few short months or whenever and you know civilizations discover our ruins later what really <laughs> we really should be preserving our episodes of cops cuz that really shows our society is what it really is. That show has been on for 20 years. And people that still do the, the stupidest shit. <laughs> we haven't learned yeah. a goddamn thing.
0: Well, it's because usually the people who are getting busted don't own TVs or they did own them and then they did so much meth that they took them apart really quickly and then you did <laughs> see them.
2: Ass to ass. Ass <laughs> to ass. Just go steal more TVs. Jesus. Yeah. Should we watch
0: one? No time. Do we math? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, it, it was one of its early flagship shows. It was, uh, again, like I said, it is one of the first ever reality shows, quote unquote. Uh, and it's and it's staying power beats everything i mean and then you have things like live pd coming out today which i mean anybody if you describe live pd to somebody the first thing they'll say is oh cops is live now yeah that's so okay yeah
4: i, I still think we got this right here all right but
1: all right why don't you want Do you want me why don't you set them up i'll knock them down
4: all right so back in the heyday of wrestling and i know we grew up in the golden age of the eighties with wrestling. But in my opinion, the late nineties and early two thousands were the absolute best for the WWF. They were juggernauts at the time. They were, they were, they went public with stocks. They bought the WCW. They were so big that they ruined the wrestling industry for years to come <laughs> Yeah, because when they bought out WCW, they became so large that they, there was no more competition. They just killed it. They just got lazy. But in this time period, in March of 1999, this is where the pinnacle started. And it, it's, it's pretty sad when you're so good that you kill your own industry. But this is where that achievement started. And that was with <laughs> WrestleMania 15. Yeah. This started all the shit off. Because the main event of this, you had Stone Cold versus The Rock. And these two ran shit, and not even just those two. Mankind was the special guest referee in that. So you had the three top wrestling guys in that match. Then you had uh, the Hell in the Cell with Undertaker and Boss Man. Yeah, which is always played. You had Shane came out and wrestled uh, X Pac in that, and that was like an awesome match. That was a crazy, obviously. They just brought Shane back because, you know, shit fucking worked back then. Why not bring him back? <laughs> uh, Owen Hart was still alive in this shit. Owen Hart fought in that. But again, it, it was one of those things. Then again, you had uh, Kane versus uh, Triple H who still wrestles. You had all I the big dogs. Nugget. What's that? Yeah,
2: I am not a nugget. <laughs> I love when you, he had, you had the Nugget character.
4: You had all the big dogs in this thing. This is where like Stone Cold and The Rock just carried the organization for years. They had back and forth. One guy went face. The other guy went heel and vice versa. Yeah. Then you had the rise of the anti-hero, And then you had the rise of Stone Cold versus the establishment with uh, you know, McMahon being his boss. And everybody got behind that. And then all you had was fucking stunners and steve weisers man but it all began with this wrestlemania right here wrestlemania 15
2: march i actually remember that one very well yeah that was a fucking great wrestlemania yeah we bought uh, these all
4: the time back then
2: yeah
0: i fell out of wrestling a few years later i think around wrestlemania 20 was about when i stopped and Yeah. yeah that was definitely a uh a powerful wrestlemania especially when you watch back some of the old ones and you're like oh i can't name half of the people on the card and uh, like wrestlemania one you even go through and there's people you know but only vaguely and then you've got a big star and then a bunch of vague people again oh wendy richter great and then you get back to somebody <laughs> you know but yeah that one was one where it was literally like if you go through it i think Two oh, it's, thirds it's of everybody yeah. was a champion at one point or another. It's yeah.
4: all guys that had extended like intercontinental to like Jeff Jarrett, the Godfather, freaking Road Dog and X-Pac Goldust, um, Ken Shamrock, Goldust.
2: And- <laughs> 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 oh, I forgot Val about Venus, that guy.
4: Remember that guy? Oh, he was in Sean it. Sean Morley. Yeah.
2: And they call yeah, you the yeah. big show. <laughs> <laughs> that's who what Shaw amazing Beck event
1: reminds me of he's like val venus <laughs> when he had his head shaved <laughs>
4: finally figured it out no, jesus just... that's that's where we're gonna start off what do you got mark what do you got for uh march 89 you know
1: i i had a hard time i really couldn't find much i had to go with a, a friggin tv news interview well fortunately the one i found was on abc and done by barbara walters and was only seen by 74 million people. And it is the second most watched television interview of all time. And, of course, this is when Barbara Walters did a sit-down interview with Monica Lewinsky. Ugh,
2: uh, knew that was that's coming. Right.
1: devil in a blue dress herself. Yeah,
0: she knew that was coming, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: she was holding the cigar in her vagina the whole time. Yeah,
1: 74, nice. uh, 74 million people. Watch this. That's Super Bowl numbers, yeah. if I'm not correct. That's better than Super. That's Bowl
4: That's better numbers, than Super
2: Bowl insane. numbers. That, that right well, there talk was talk to
0: Joe. He's a TV guy. Yeah, Ugh. it's tr- It's the truth. That was a uh, that was a large one, but it was one of those train wreck style things. It's like you get those from time to time, yeah. where it's like nobody, out of respect for yourself, you shouldn't be watching it, but everybody <laughs> is. Like Baywatch, I don't even
4: remember <laughs> like. That I wanted to watch that back then because, to me, I was just turning twenty one at the time. Yeah, I didn't care about it anymore because it was already like a three year old story. Right. Yeah. You know, but it was but,
1: huge in the world.
2: It it dominated. It was TV. huge.
4: I yeah, I remember everybody talked about it.
2: Well, because I mean, our president fucking lied to and, the country. And he was still in office. And he was still in office. Thank- yeah. God, and he was he went through impeachment proceedings. Since. Was, <laughs> or
0: before, <laughs> or before, it's just J- JFK had the good sense to drown. <laughs> to drown. Oh, oh Joe, you run. can just
1: shut the fuck up. <laughs> you have Trudeau. You ain't got nothing to complain about. <laughs> oh,
0: no. oh yeah. No, I'm. I'm not defending. <laughs> one's One's not good because another is bad. All right. So that's
4: that, those are our two. Fuck.
2: Uh, uh, that was tough.
0: It's the, mean, I, I, the Lewinsky one. Just size wise is really big, but wrestling only matters to wrestling fans.
4: So cops only cops matters to people who want to want to wa- watch white trash get arrested. <laughs> it's pretty much the same demographic. Hey,
0: it's like a show that's literally the same thing every time stays on the air for twenty years and helps start a network. That's, you know, one of the big five.
1: But did 74 million people watch Cops in... Mo- I'm Overtime? sure more than 74 yeah. million people over have time. watched Cops yeah. over time. O- over time, but <laughs> yeah. not in March yeah. of
0: 1999. Or do you remember that Austin episode?
2: I do. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I, won't ar- I wouldn't argue that, yeah, the Lewinsky thing is the biggest of the four. She had a couple it's of It's just big ones. whether... Yeah. <laughs> uh. She made but, handbags,
2: yeah. leave her alone. They were Cubans. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean obviously that is the biggest the biggest TV thing out of all of these. Um Yeah, because mainly
1: because we can talk about it now and recall facts like we're doing. Name me one yes. episode of cops in 20 years.
0: A uh, shirtless dude's running down the street, right? And then he gets tackled. That's every episode of Gops. But if you sing the first three notes of Bad Boys, tell me somebody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. What you gonna do? Oh, yeah. I thought
1: you were talking about
4: Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but
1: my eight-year-old gets that reference. He knows that song
0: good album too get that in it was one of my one of the first CDs i ever bought was that inner circle album and not because of cops it was just <laughs> i i heard the song sweat at like a day camp and i liked it so i bought wow. the CD
1: whoever would have thought that we would have used tv shows about cops yeah. arresting people to sell hip hop music kind of uh, interesting reggae? and it worked <laughs> what the fuck? See, I think I think you got to go with us with this
4: win because I don't think you guys are giving WrestleMania 15 enough credit because you you said before it only mattered to wrestling people. But in that time period, there were people that weren't wrestling people that watched wrestling. My wife, yeah, who never watched wrestling in her entire life, watched it religiously like it was a soap opera for like 4 years
2: cuz it was a soap opera. It was it fantastic. Was, yeah, it was the best, yeah. You were. It was the male soap opera. You were in the That's heart what it of was. The Monday like Night Wars guys, at that time. We got to watch people beat the shit out of each other, even though they weren't.
0: And then catapulted The Rock to where he is. That's the big. That is the big one. If if. Any argument wins me over. It's the the one that brings the rock into the forefront, knowing where he is now.
4: Yeah. Oh, he's, uh, he's the biggest action guy. What, yeah. was, what was the movie where he was in with uh, Sean William Scott, where he had to go get him in the jungle? The Rundown. The Rundown. Yeah. There's a scene in The Rundown where they're in a bar, a and he's going to get Sean William Scott. And he and passes Arnold walking out, and he says,
0: have fun. Yeah. It was kind of like a pass-off. And, yeah, because Schwarzenegger was never going to be in another action movie at that point, yep. and then he's been in how many since? Yeah, oh, after yeah. being governor, the governor.
2: Uh, huh? But he's got a lot of bills he, he to pay now. So,
4: so that yeah. that's it. I mean, it it's yeah, because it his wife's a skeleton. Your regular viewers <laughs> of people that never wanted to watch wrestling to becoming wrestling fans, and then you you develop The Rock into what he is today. That is true. Anyhow, let we got to pick a winner here. We got to get right. the other All right. Oh
2: lines. no, I got uh, to give it to you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to lean to you guys too. All
4: right. So, we're up 3 to 2 going into the final round. So, there's only one thing left, Mark. It's movies.
1: Uh there was a movie that came out in March of 1999 that really pulled together legendary actors and directors from different genres into creating something new that we really hadn't seen before. And that was when the director Harold Ramis, you might know him as Egon from Ghostbusters, got together with uh, an actor you may know by the name of Mr. Robert De Niro and uh, Mr. Billy Crystal did a few good movies and they came out with a great movie called analyze this. So that's what I'm going to throw out there for my movie. Not the best movie for Robert De Niro or Billy Crystal, but solid because of what it did for the careers of some of the players involved with it. Now at the time, Robert De Niro really not known for doing comedy. This was one of his first major comedy films. And since then, He's kind of transitioned his career into doing a lot of comedies. Not saying that he's particularly good at them, but he does enjoy it now. And this is one of the first <laughs> he times. He's
2: fantastic in Dirty Grandpa. He was. He's gotten
1: better over the years. Yeah. I wasn't a huge De Niro. Yeah, meet
4: the parents, meet the Fockers, all those. Yeah. Come on.
1: I wasn't a huge De Niro comedy fan at first, but uh, I appreciate it now more. Like, hey, go back, watch, analyze this. He's really good in that. And Crystal's fantastic. In just about everything he's ever done, so. Okay. All right. And then
4: I'm going to go with uh, a movie that came out. I freshly turned 21, and I remember going to this bar. It was called On the Run. It was right outside of our uh, movie theater in the mall, and I always used to take my fake ID, but I remember I just turned 21, and I went to the bar and we sat in there, we drank, waiting for the show to start, and we got sloshed. I went into this movie and I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? The entire movie. So then, you know, I, I go back a second time to see this movie. That was my contribution to their $463 million that they took in worldwide in 1999. And that movie, which turned into one of my favorite Keanu Reeves movies was the matrix. And that was released March 31st 1999.
2: knew that was coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't even need to look it up. I knew it was March. I knew, I it knew, was... yeah, I
2: knew exactly what you were saying. The moment you started talking, it's yeah.
4: uh it was one of those movies that, that, I, like I said, I, I was, I think I was, cause I was drunk. I was like, what the fuck? It was blowing my fucking mind. But then I went back and saw it the second time, completely sober. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And uh, like I said, the movie went on to it made four hundred sixty three million dollars in the box office. That's seven hundred million dollars in twenty eighteen. So that's right up there with your biggest movies that we have coming out. Twenty eight million dollars on its opening weekend. That's forty two million dollars today. Huge in terms of like rental and home sales. I own I own every copy of, you know, all three of them. Uh, it, It won four Oscars, which you don't see happening, especially for a sci fi film. Uh, which included uh, yeah. Best Special Effects. We have to go through, if this is a tie at the end of the day and we have to go through the rest of the month, we have a solid month, but this is just a really good movie that came out.
0: Oh, this is like a Mike Tyson's punch-out uppercut right off the bat. <laughs> now, do you think it would have it's been really
1: solid. as solid of a franchise if they would have originally gone with Will Smith, who was their first choice? But he probably- No, it had to be
4: Keanu Reeves because Keanu Reeves is yeah. so confused all the time anyway. <laughs> that it worked out perfectly to be neo because neo didn't know what the fuck was going on so yeah
1: you're kind of right about he that. didn't
4: have
0: to act yeah. he just he was just himself he was
1: you know bill and ted's you yeah know?
4: whoa yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, i'm no, i'm 100 on board as much i i do enjoy me some uh, will smith but yeah i don't think that a person who emotes would have, would have helped the movie in any way. I think he would have overdone it. I think anybody, I think it had to be underdone. I think doing it would be overdoing it. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah, Follow the white rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: All right, so we're coming at you guys with Analyze This and The Matrix.
0: All righty. Um,
2: I am going with a 1989 Morgan Freeman movie called Lean On Me. This movie was uh based off the Joe life of Joe Lewis Cal- Clark, Big Clark. Joe. Yep, Joe Louis Clark. Joe Carter
4: played for the Blue Jays. <laughs> he also carried a bat. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Well, there was him. also
2: a movie called Coach Carter. You might be thinking of that. No, nah, um, Joe Carter,
4: that's what I I put the baseball bat from Joe Clark together with Joe and I got Joe Carter.
2: <laughs> so this is um th- this movie was uh, pretty well received. It did make uh, thirty-one million in the box office, um, which leads to about uh, fifty-eight million nowadays. Um, it it's definitely uh got really good IMDb ratings. Honestly, I have never seen this fucking film. Um, but it's, ah, dude,
4: it's good. It's it's wonderful. he goes to uh he's a principal in Newark.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah they used to I, call I was me Crazy the Joe. No, they call yeah. me Batman. And, and <laughs> he was like an elementary teacher, and they, he was known for like his strict shit, and they brought him in. and he, Yeah, I read the whole Funny story about Joe Clark, it. though.
4: He ended up getting fired for having a strip contest in the school. At least that no, was fucking what was alleged. Yeah,
2: look it up. That's fantastic. Good for wow. him.
0: Allegedly. <laughs> Let's make a sequel to this movie now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so yeah, so this is this is the one that uh I'm I'm going with is the Morgan Freeman led Lean on Me.
0: I'm going to go for something uh not quite as uh flashy and high budget as The Matrix, but it was a very important movie for youth for its time and still today. Uh I'm going with Heathers. Oh, great movie. Yeah, it's it was movie. a great movie. It was a uh, Film Independent Spirit Award winner for uh, Best First Feature for Michael Lehman and Daniel Waters. Uh, it is Entertainment Weekly's number five all-time best teen movie. And it is currently in the process of being remade no, into a TV no,
2: show. No, oh, no.
0: You guys lose automatically.
2: Oh, you fucking lose yeah. right no, there. Don't. Game over. Uh, no, we don't. Nope, it's about the movie, no. not about the fact that oh, they're butchering yeah. it later.
0: Yeah, no, but the fact that people give a shit about it still to this point where they want to do something with
1: it. Now, see, something interesting happened to me with Heathers is I never watched it when I was... He lost a- his virginity. No, I-, I never watched it when I was a kid. I saw it for the first time a few years ago. Watching that movie as an adult now is completely different. That movie has was light years ahead of its time. So I'll give you. Yeah. I'll give you prompts. That's a movie that should be coming out now.
0: Minus all the school murders, or.
1: No, no, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it's topical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what's happening no, I, in our country. I don't know about what happens up there in
0: Canada <laughs> with your. We have some very stern words for each other sometimes, man. I'll talk.
1: Yeah, you're very but... stabby people. I hear. <laughs>
0: We do what we can.
1: <laughs> we mo-
0: with moose we, antlers, yes, and uh th- you know we punish each other mostly with gravy and cheese. Nice, but but yeah, I mean that's the uh, yeah that's the one for me. It was a, uh, it's one of those ones that you know when you think back on the the formative movies, you think about your Breakfast Clubs, you think about your Heather's, you think you know, and it led to things like you know that you know it it begot things like Mean Girls and you know. Yeah, things that people our age, who are our age, twenty years from now, will look back and go, "Oh, look at this!" And then people can tell them, "Well, that actually started off with Heather's." Yeah, but it
1: didn't have Billy Crystal in it.
0: <laughs> it may have. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see the entire IMDb cast list. Yeah, he, he
1: was the fourth Heather.
0: <laughs> yes. I don't know. I I think this is you know
1: maybe
4: the yeah. first slam dunk. I think both of us got you guys. I what I is, Heather Heather's no, uh, got a cult following, so that's yeah. that's got points to it. Yeah. Um. I think with Lean on Me, I think it's a better movie than most people do, so uh, that's going to knock it down a notch. So I think we got, I mean, The Matrix, and I, Analyze This.
0: I would say because of The Matrix alone, I would I would argue that, uh, that Heathers may have beaten Analyze This, but I would <laughs> say that The Matrix beats both of them. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with I, that.
4: Analyze the, This did get a, Analyze That. They did get a oh. sequel out of it. Yeah, there was so. no sequel yeah. to Heathers.
1: Yeah, well cuz everybody <laughs> was just like Where's fucking dead. sequel, man? <laughs> yeah.
2: No. I, in all honesty, uh the uh, size and destruction that the Matrix did to this whole contest um yeah. is I mean, there's no no choice between the two. That movie made enough that uh Keanu Reeves could have fucking drowned in the money from just the first two weekends I think of it. he did. It it's yeah. I don't know. Did he? Is yeah. that why he's like asked backwards? Keanu Reeves is
4: the <laughs> weirdest actor. If you look at his career, he'll go through, he'll have like these big moments. Like he had Bill and Ted's. And what else came yeah. out around Bill and Ted's? There was another movie he had. Right like, Man. Oh, Point Break. <laughs> oh, no, Well, right I mean, it's pretty much what he had it a, is. It, it was What was that movie
2: time? he had with like Sandra Bullock where they were like putting letters in the mail? And she was getting it, like, three years later. Wasn't, or something that, oh, or Tom Hanks? Wasn't that Was that him? Yeah, yeah the lake house. The lake, it was the lake, the lake house. house. The lake house. Oh, that was it, him? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember he walks in front of a bus. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. anyhow,
4: so you, if you fast forward 10 years, then you got this guy has the Matrix. Then yeah. you fast forward another 10 years, this guy's got John Wick series. It's like...
2: I like John Wick. Those are fucking fantastic films. If you look at his career... The first Matrix was fantastic.
1: If you look at Keanu Reeves' career, it unfortunately takes the path of a lot of people in Hollywood where you got to do the movie to pay the bills. A Paul
4: Abdul video? You Mm -hmm. know,
1: you got to do the movie to pay the bills. You got to do the movie to win the awards so you can get the other movies that you really want to do. So, you know, you got to... You can tell that some of those movies that he's did there's no way he would have been interested in them. No. But
0: he, but got he tried the roles. He though. tried, though. But, like he, he did his he best. did you know, he did Shakespeare in theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Keanu and Reeves yeah.
1: participation trophy. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he did if you look at like biography things of him he did um it was right I think it was just after the Matrix he did like Macbeth on stage and uh early in his career earlier in his career when he's much younger he had things like Dracula and he had things like Dangerous Liaisons like he was put in that kind of shakespearean like you know for lack of a better term that kind of shakespearean like old english kind of role hits he's his accent was abysmal and all that stuff but he kept getting the roles
2: <laughs> yeah i love john wick you know what he is a real life john wick though have you ever seen him on the range that motherfucker can really? shoot. <laughs> that oh yeah me. google google him he is like he's like a real life john wick nice
1: yeah. yeah i love john wick the one keanu reeves movie i'm waiting for to come out hasn't happened yet i want to see a buddy cop movie with keanu reeves and owen wilson where the whole movie is just like them going, <laughs> wow. going wow. Whoa.
0: wow wow <laughs> wow. <Whoa>. wow 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 <laughs> wow when i was in college a guy i know he made a smash cut of all the uh keanu reeves woes nice. and, and and then we were just like okay that's great you go put it next to everybody else's smash cut of Ke- keanu reeves woes
4: whoa oh, all right so wow. we take this one
0: yeah wow congratulations we- guys it was a good year it was
4: We ended up with, uh, so five to two. Five to two. Kind of a landslide. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but it comes down to the the final round again.
0: I had some other little like tidbit things, like my backups and stuff like that, too. I had, uh, for TV, I had the uh, guy from the uh, Buffalo Sabres getting his throat slit on live TV. Oh, Oh, yeah. So that happened. I also had the, yeah. Yeah, that was Clint Malarchuk in uh, March twenty second. Yeah, The Canadian that happened again too. Of course, the really? Canadian yeah, brings yeah, the hockey later. news. Oh, I nobody's further away from hockey than me. I actually stumbled across it, then I brought it up to a friend of mine. He's like, "You didn't know that?"
2: <laughs> I almost doubled down on uh, on Madonna because Madonna had the Pepsi commercial that debuted on the Cosby Show. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, did you just say you were going down on Madonna? <laughs>
2: No, I said doubled down. Oh, okay. In other words, <laughs> yeah. she's taking with two at the same guy. time. Yeah. She, it's actually the Pepsi can in her vagina, and that was the yeah. whole commercial. <laughs> yeah. The long way. The
1: long way. Yeah. Well, it is the choice of the new generation. <laughs> and then she opened it.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's always interesting when we go through these things and yeah. you see all kinds of different stuff. When we did our music, the albums were shit. And for the the game, we got to come up with albums. But if we had to go to our singles yeah it was incredible we had uh no scrubs yeah from tlc was out and Dude, then, our I guess, singles were fantastic too yeah, yeah. And then, but you, we had eminem i mean that's like the very first thing then you had uh i am the nas album came out you had britney spears uh hit me baby one more time or whatever the fuck or baby one more time yeah. whatever the fuck she called it back then Yeah,
2: but, I don't know. and then you had the
4: the whack-ass share song i mean yeah. Just crazy shit. Even the goo goo dolls.
2: <laughs> yeah. We had Millie Vanilli. We had a guns and roses. I'll trade yeah. you guys
4: I'll trade you a Millie Vanilli for a uh, Ricky Martin living La Vida Loca.
2: Oh
0: yeah. yeah, no, I'm 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 keeping my Fab and Fab Girl, and Rob. Please take me home.
4: Well, one's dead, so you only got I think you only got Rob. I'm still I'm keeping him anyways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, so that means the Mama Luke's undefeated. Yet again. So 4-0 and overall on games here on Poop Culture. So that's where we're going to end this episode. We're going to take our title and run away. So until next time, fellow poopers, make sure you go over to PoopCulture.com and check out all of the great shows on the Poop Culture Extended Universe. And uh, while you're at it, hey, you're going to be on the internets anyway. So go and check out Joe's show, Miscast Commentary.
0: Thank you. Yeah,
1: it is an excellent show, I, I must say. It comes from it. You come at the show from a, from a different angle of movies, and I like that.
4: And make sure to go to our Twitter because we're giving away our last bidet this week and another free month of MrSkin.com.
1: Another free <laughs> month of MrSkin.com
4: and a bidet another free month and a bidet so you can clean your ass and
2: beat off at the same time if only you could win both <laughs> and then you would be able to do that you
4: can you would. you are have you not been listening
2: <laughs> what go back to sleep jesus <laughs> fucking christ i am going that's to right sleep.
1: we're giving it's a package deal bidet and mr skin subscription so check us out on twitter make sure you get into that contest go to poopculture.com, check out all of our past episodes Leave us a review for Christ's sake over on iTunes. We want to hear from you guys. Tell us what you know, what you like about the show, and uh, what you want to hear more of. So until next time, fellow poopers, we bid you a peace, love, light, and a joy. Love, light, and a joy.
2: We're out of here. Fuck you, Ben.
0: (laughs) What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com.